Hello and welcome to the Ghost Lines finale. It's David here once again, and for the last time, I'm sharing with you a tale of four brave line bulls facing grave danger and choices on a train which stops for no one. It was such a joy to play Ghost Lines with my very good friends last November, and it is a little bit bittersweet to wrap it up after editing it for so long. If you want to tell your own story of ghosts and trains, danger and deceit, there is a link in the episode description that you can follow and get your own free copy of John Harper's Ghost Lines. Go ahead and grab it. It is a blast. As a little breather between this story and the next, we'll be releasing a retrospective with the cast of Ghost Lines uh, here on June 16th. We're still taking audience questions for this segment called The Post-Apocalypse, and you can submit whatever questions you have about the arc or the show to our Twitter at TOTA Podcast, that's TOTA Podcast, in the description below. If we don't get to your question this time, don't worry, this will be a regular segment going forwards, and we're even in the process of recording ones for Apocalypse World and Undying, so ask away and we'll do our best to give you good answers to the questions you ask, as well as discussing all sorts of behind-the-scenes goodies you, you wouldn't even know to ask about. Following that, we'll release the setup and then our episodes playing Jason Cordova's Brindlewood Bay, a dark and cozy game of old book club biddies solving real-life murder mysteries in their sleepy Bayside community. Pat and Emma are back again to play with us, along with my pal Dempsey, who's new to the show. It is an incredible game, and we tell a... a very fun story with it. I'm so excited to share it with you when the time comes. For now, though, the show and the train must go on. Please enjoy our Ghost Lines finale, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Last time on Trials of the Apocalypse. Our story begins tonight in the city of Irondale on the southern coast of Severos. You recently arrived here after working as line bulls on the route from Mistport to Irondale. It was a fairly uneventful trip. The contents of the train on that leg of the journey was primarily a shipment of migrants. In fact, I think Catterjune, you knew from the orphanage in Sunfall some of these faces. People from Aruvia who were inspired by advertisements of better work in Severus. That brings us back to Aruvia for a second. What about these demons? Hmm? I, uh, I hear they rule there. There's a little bit of clash between uh, Akoros, the more formal Imperium, and the less tamed lands of Aruvia. 12 o'clock on your trauma clock, your mind just shatters. And I think that's what happened to your brother. Zeric kills him basically out of mercy. He saw too many things that that tortured him inside, and he was never able to recover from that harm. Mm -hmm. What do I get if you're the first to turn in instead? You can have half my cut. The more ghosts you pack into one bottle, the more it becomes like a grenade. Slap its butt and say, go get him, tiger. Uh, Your hook swings around and it clips Rowan on its way back. Katerjun, I would like you to roll insight for me. You could make the assumption that the ghosts made it inside, and now they're trying to get out with their new slew of fresh bodies. Uh-huh. I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably time to regroup. There is one more in the box next to you. It is thumping its poor hands on the inside of that coffin. What do you do? I'm going to do the same thing I did with the other two. Rip open the <laughs> coffin and yoink that motherfucker out of there. You pull it out, 
and your horse is about ready to take a good snack of it when you feel a sensation of pressure on your brain as this ghost attempts to interact with you directly. You feel a certain level of familiarity with it as the ghost chokes out the word brother. No! No! are evil. Uh, I'd like you to roll steel. I'd like to choose one you don't want to do. Sure. Why not? (sighs) The absolute last thing I would want to do right now is probably rage, lose control, or do unintended (laughs) harm. Oh no. Which is okay considering I got a seven. <laughs> exactly. Oh, what a narrow what a near mess. <sighs> uh so you do not rage lose control or do unintended harm. Specifically in this circumstance, as the ghost who we'll just say perhaps is the brother that you killed back. Back in Tycheros, Tycheros, however you say it. Tycheros, T-Town. Tycheros, T-Town. T-Money. T-Money. You, your horse, like, as soon as you start zapping it, that goes to start slurping like it's done every other time. And I think, well, here's my question. You are avoiding trouble, compromise, or cost. Does that mean you are ensuring that your horse is successful in eating it, or are you preventing your horse from eating it so that you have a moment here? Which, like, you either avoid having this conversation (laughs) or you avoid the horse eating your dead brother. I see. I'm going to prevent the horse from eating it immediately. Okay. So since you do not rage, lose control, or do unintended harm, but you only rolled a seven, that means I get to choose one, and I'm going to choose you take an additional trauma. So you're going to take two segments of trauma, unless you want to take yeah, a horror instead. I think instead. I'm taking a horror instead. I thought it was time for that, maybe. <laughs> Seeing as I've already hit nine on my trauma. <laughs> uh, it's a traumatic experience. Yeah. Still writhing under the electricity coursing through it from your hook, the spirit says... I couldn't let them keep 
keep using you like that. I couldn't watch you break and suffer with every mission that you were sent out on. And I couldn't take you with me. I'm so sorry. I did. I didn't. I didn't kill you out of spite, out of anger. I. I just. I didn't want you to live your life like that. reaches its arms up towards you. I think Zerik freezes because he can't. I'm trying to interpret this. How much of this do I hear? Uh, it, it is. This is mine to... You oh, see Zerik okay. freeze, but this is a mind thing, not a not a vocal thing. I see him freeze. Yes. You see Zerik, like, literally have this ghost, like, his hook wrapped around their neck, still electrified, and he's just holding it there. Okay. Because I was going to turn around anyway and be like, all right, we've got more problems. Uh, what are we going to... Hey, what's up? And his grip weakens I think she's going to think that like he he's panicking in one way or another and so I think she's going to step forward with the intent of taking care of the problem so she's like getting her hook out uh, I'd like you to roll finesse You can stop me. It's okay, I didn't do well. (laughs) I, altogether, got a six. Can Can I ask a question? Can I clarify something here? Yeah, go for it. The, the... corpse is reaching up or the ghost the arms of the ghost so your your hook uh, because it's electrified has like essentially disconnected 
the spirit from the body. So the body's sort of like limp and slack, but the ghost is reaching out its arms towards right, you. Gotcha. Okay, so I've essentially pulled the sucker out. Yeah, but you're still like sort of holding them together mm. because your your hook doesn't come off the neck that easy. I don't know what happens when you fail with finesse. I, I like the idea that maybe you swing for it with your hook uh, to try to grab hold of it because you, you see his grip slacking. Yeah. Uh, and I like the idea that Xerix sort of instinctively pulls pulls the body to the side so that your hook misses. Xerix, what? This one. This one's my brother. I feel like I should roll steel on that one. <laughs> Yeah, go for it. Like, I don't want to, just so we're clear. Yeah. I definitely do not want to uh, rage, lose control, do unintended harm. Gotcha. That is an eight. All right. I think instead you panic, disengage, or flee. Uh, I think he says that, and you don't know how to deal with that in this moment and so instead with the knowledge you have of what's going on with the car behind I think you run out the front of this car to go and alert the others about that instead Okay. I think you leave Zerik here alone so you run out the back Zerik you have a moment in here to think about think alone um, and then we'll move to the scene outside and above you can't you can't live again. Even if you took over another body, it wouldn't be the same. It's not... It's not life. Not the way you know it. My brother... Share? Share? does that even work how what would happen repay brother repay David for the record you're an asshole I just came here to fuck with Josby tonight that was my whole goal (laughs) Zerik, you you hold your brother's spirit aloft as it still struggles against the the hook you have it in as it begs you to let it live again. And we pan upstairs. Me- meanwhile, on top of the train, horses. Uh, <laughs> I, I meant to... I meant to... I feel like I should have done this uh, like a like a couple scenes ago, but um, I think after, I mean, cause like Rowan, Rowan collapsed, 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, and then, Strathmill hit Rowan with her hook. Yikes. It's true. I think I think because Str- Strathmill was tr- like got off of her horse to try and help Rowan, <laughs> and so I think that after after smacking her with the hook, would just say, "Shit, I'm sorry," and like grab her arm and like try to help her up. I think Rowan would stumble at first. I think she's bleeding a bit from, like there are burns, of course from the ghosts, but I think she's bleeding a bit from where the lightning hook clipped her head and wincing she gets up, re-engages her magnetic boots properly Can you still fight? She sighs and says I got more fight in me but where are they? And she looks over to the conspicuously empty ninth car roof yeah, as you look over there, Caterjune runs out the uh, entrance to the eighth car, which you'd come in earlier. And Caterjune, what do you yell up top? I think I climb up the ladder and I run over to them and I'm like, hey, we got a situation. Um, couple of them, but we got a situation. Uh, and, and she'll like untangle her goggles and hand them over to to Rowan and to Strathmill both so that they can see what she's seeing through the through the door. That looks bad. Rowan hands your goggles back and says, so I hope this has one of the better emergency release systems. I only got three more spirit bottles. That won't cut it. Yeah, I've only got one more one more charge of lightning well, but hey, you've got some spare, right? I gave mine to I gave mine to Zirik. Where is he? Rowan tilts her head and kind of looks more closely. Is he alive? Yeah. That yeah. one yeah would have done. What's going on? I don't... Strathmill just, like, climbs down the ladder to go see what the hell is Rowan's going Rowan's following, <laughs> too. I mean... Where is Granger? Well, the last time you saw him was in the seventh car with the horses. Okay. Uh, you cast a glance in there, and he's, like, poked a head out and has been watching from the exit to that car. I mean, I'm painting Granger here like he has to hide and stuff. If Granger had a fucking weapon, he'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> Granger has like a single a single shot vibro knife yeah. to use against a ghost in close quarters, but otherwise is completely unarmed right now. <laughs> that does seem suboptimal. But he did release the horses, so there's that. He's good. He's yeah. important. I think she'll explain she'll explain to him what's going on with the ninth car and kind of uh, allow it to be somewhat his call. She's consulting with him at the very least. So you come down the ladder to go and tell Granger about that. Yeah. Strathmill and Rowan, you two go into the eighth car to see what's going up with Zirik. Caterjune, on the uh, gangway in between the seventh and eighth cars, what do you say to Granger? So... The bodies in the 
in the eighth car are all free and clear. Um, well, this is excellent news. A uh, wonderful job. There were so many ghosts. Yeah. Thank you. Um, don't thank me yet. Uh, the ninth car, as far as I can tell, I think every ghost that was on it is inside of it now. And he opens his mouth and then closes it again. And then opens his mouth and closes it again. And finally, he looks up at the sky and he curses. Yeah. Uh, Can we cut it loose? I haven't looked, but you're supposed to be able to. Just the process of extraction on on that many. There's we, we don't we don't have the supplies. we don't have the manpower. We don't have the supplies. Uh, one of you has the horn, uh, the the ear. Yes, Rowan. You'll have to talk to the conductor. I can do that. And she she starts heading. She has a she has a purpose now. She's she's in crisis mode. She can do this. But she she turns around as she's gotten to the other side of the gangway. Catherine? Yeah, she turns around. It's, thank you for your help. I will I will tell you all what I can after this. I'm sorry. And she'll head back in. And she says that, and it's not really just an I'm sorry to him. Yeah. And then she probably waits an extra second and takes a breath and then goes into the eighth car where Zerek is. Yeah, so Strathmill Rowan, you're already in there with Zerek. Uh, Zerek, whatever happened in there is over now. Uh, And... It's up to you to decide what that was, but it's over now. Uh, when you first come in there, what's your interaction? I think Rowan just barks out, anchor, report. Zerek, what's the scene in there now? During during this moment that he had, after Caterjune left, I think there is no... There is no spirit left. Yeah. Body's empty. So then my question to you, Josby, is, uh, is there a body still in the car that you were holding aloft? Yes. Okay. So I think they walk in. Uh, it's haphazard. There are several coffins that have been broken open. There are bodies in various states of disrepair having uh, had the excitement that had been in there moments before. And I think Zerik stands head lowered, a body at his feet and his hook at his side. And there's a pony and a, uh, a right. horse. Right, and there's, and there's a pony and a horse just chilling. I think Strathmill would walk up to him and wrap his arm a couple times and be like, Y'all good in there? I... I think so. 
I, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Strathmill will clap him on the back affectionately and be like, yeah, sounds like you'll get over it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's no, it's it's perfect. It's perfectly in character. And it hits so fucking hard. <laughs> She's got no idea. She has no idea. Beautiful. I think Rowan is the counterpoint here and closes the distance and just pats him on the shoulder. We've all lost our cool a bit today. We can unwind about it over drinks later. And I think she's idly patting away some of the blood from dripping more into her eyes. A lot of drinks. Oh, you know what? Sounds good to me. First of yours is on me. Let's finish this job. Katarjun runs in and she's like, Rowan, I need the box. Rowan opens the box and hands it over. Ugh. I, I certainly do hope you're done back there. We need you to uncouple the last car. And why would I do that? It's full of ghosts. Admittedly, among reasons to do that, that is the top. And are you certain that you all cannot perform your duties and exercise them or whatever it is that you Let do. me put it this way, and Rowan leans over to the box. It's a very good thing that she does that because Katarjun was about to go on a rant, and <laughs> Rowan could probably see it on her face. Oh, <laughs> Rowan's in the same boat, just about. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Your conductorship. And she drips that <laughs> with all that sarcasm. <laughs> An ordinary line sees... Maybe five ghosts. Gnarly ones, for sure, but five. We just silenced or cleared 30. So shut your mouth, decouple the ninth car, and I pray that this is one of the fancy ones that will tip itself into the waters below instead of staying on the track. Well, I do have only the fanciest of cars. However, I don't believe mine possesses that feature. I can, however, remotely decouple. It will require only a, a very small amount of effort on your part. And that would be? There, there at the back of the car, there is a red lever. It's an emergency failsafe to prevent the accidental discharge of a car. Once it has been pulled, I may then discharge the car from the back. Does that sound suitable to you? One question. Can you overcharge the shields on the ninth car while we do this? Smart. Doing so would risk diverting energy from the other eight cars. Can we just... Let's say there was a turbulence. Those nobles don't need all their light bulbs right now, do they? As if they have all their light bulbs. <laughs> Rowan actually, I jingles in person. 
Originally, I was not going to uh, concede to your request, but at the sickness of that burn, I feel like I have no other choice. I have no other recourse but to immediately comply with such a such a well-stated request, followed up by such fire words. Uh, please, please, uh, the power diversion has been done. You hear the cars hiss and crackle as the field is removed and then intensified on the last car. Uh, I would recommend pulling that red lever as soon as possible. Um, Strathmill will go do it. Do it. Rowan pats Strathmill as she passes. I'll be up top. Got my nuts. Anything happens, holler. Strathmill nods and goes to pull the lever. Strathmill, you go to the back. Uh, the red lever is like clearly there against uh, the wall just outside the back. It's it's uh, in the area of the gangway. And you can see that the closest door of the ninth car is like corroding away. And there are several hands that you can start to see pressing through cracks that are forming in the door as they attempt to break through and break out of that car with their newly found bodies. There are several arms that are already through and they, they are writhing, trying to find the circular hatch that will open and release the door. And you pull the lever to the side, and with a click and a hiss, uh, the distance between those two cars starts to increase. The gangway plank falls away behind as you step back into the eighth car. And slowly but surely, the ninth car gets further and further and further behind you. One quick question. Yeah. Could... Rowan try a little flourish on this operation, perchance? I mean, when flourishes are always acceptable. So I wonder if there's a little rumor on the lines among bulls where if you take a spirit bottle, preferably one a little extra pressurized, and you take a spirit flare, you jam it in and shake it up, it might have some interesting and energetic effects. Are you making a ghost Molotov cocktail? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, rule of cool says yes, do it, please. All right, I'm going to finesse this, hopefully. And yeah. Holotov cocktail? Yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> I like Holotov. That's good. That is a nine, my friends. Hell yes. Uh, I feel like you want to avoid trouble or compromise <laughs> on this. I think that's a very good idea. And yes. then do it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the like great effect or stylishly would be dope, but avoiding trouble would be very, yeah, very good. So she tosses it at the uh, now abandoned car, hoping that this will destroy it or at least enough of the hollows inside to make less of a problem on this line in the future. You could yeah. you could you could aim it kind of to the side so to like try and get it to like fall off of the tracks into the ocean. Ooh. I like to think that Strathmill while while um Rowan was putting this together made the suggestion to <laughs> do it in that particular way. You know what? I kind of want to swap to greater effect and do that. All right. Um, uh, yeah. So you you jam them together and you shake it up. And I think the 
the, the risk here with doing this is this is going to get really hot in your hands as you, you prepare it and then throw it. So I'm going to have you take one harm for this. Done. Um, but you throw your improvised explosive ghost Molotov. <laughs> Holotov. Uh, yeah, your, your Holotov cocktail uh, at the, the side as this ninth car begins to recede. And with a explosion, uh, the front corner of it begins to lean and flames consume the insides. And you see several bodies from the exploded corner of the hole just leap outwards into the sea below. Uh, just, I want you to imagine like, like marbles draining out of a jar. Uh, from the corner that you exploded, uh, bodies possessed by these ghosts just flow outwards. And then, slowly, not immediately, but the destabilized car leans a bit and then leans a bit further and then finally collapses off of the rails and into the sea. I think... I think Rowan just straight up is hooping and hollering because she didn't... she. She hadn't tried that before. <laughs> I think everybody else is like, holy shit. <laughs> I think she comes I- down and she's grinning ear to ear. That's one hell of a spirit. Oh, <laughs> uh, there it is. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's all we needed. The next part of the trip is uneventful or uneventful by ghost line standards, at least. <laughs> we probably have to spend some time rounding up the horses, I imagine. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I, I give my darling horse, who I have decided to name Tiger since I just offhandedly called it Tiger. I give it a little kiss on its matted mane. <laughs> uh, it... <laughs> it it whinnies and gives gives you a, a little horse kiss back uh, and does not suck out your spirit so Absolutely there's that horrifying yeah are the uh ghost hunting horses sides of their mouths starting to mend now having harvested so much yes absolutely so having having harvested that many ghosts uh and now that they're they're done feeding their mouths are starting to heal over and and scar back up now that they no longer need their full jaws. These are monstrous fucking creatures, and I love them. I love them so much. That's great. Imagine the fan art. (laughs) I am, and I'm loving it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. Uh, But the rest of the the trip on the lines, on, on on this particular job is largely uneventful uh, by ghost line standards. You round up the horses, you get them back in their in their pens within car number seven. Uh, car number eight, you, you clean up a little bit and probably just toss out the bodies that were too badly damaged. And afterwards, once you've left this train far behind and you're finding your place to stay the night in the city of Mistport, what keeps running through your head is what you talked to Granger about afterwards. 
as he explained to you what they were going to do with all those hollows. You see, the Imperium is worried about something he disclosed to you. They're worried about separatists in Aruvia. These hollows were bodies of immigrants from Aruvia to Severus. On your previous trip from Mistport to Irondale in Severus, there were many, many people uh, from Aruvia who you saw, some of which Caterjun you even knew. Yeah. I just who put that were heading it. to Severos for, well, for a chance at a better job and a better life there. And not all of them made it to that. The Imperium created these hollows to put spirits of their own inside to inhabit and control, spirits of some of their most highly trained operatives because they needed moles in Aruvia. It seems that some demonic leadership in Aruvia is making an attempt to control leviathans. Oh, shit. And it poses a grave threat to the Imperium. Huh. And the final words he had to you as his justification for what the Imperium was doing, still stick with you. As he shrugged his shoulders and he looked at you all and he said, This, this is the only hope we have to deceive them. Because if we don't find out what they're planning, A far worse disaster is on the horizon. As you go to sleep that night, you wonder whether this information is something you can keep to yourself or what it is you might do with it. I think before we go to sleep, we get very, very drunk. (laughs) (laughs) A great deal of the pay from this is going into the bottle. Yeah. Fair enough. A different kind of spirit bottle. (laughs) (laughs) And half of a certain someone's pay is going (laughs) to Strathmill. I think drinks are on (laughs) Strathmill. I'll pay for half of your drinks, <laughs> she says to Zurich. <laughs> well, half of Zurich's drinks are being paid for by Strathmill, and half are being paid for by Rowan from earlier. Well, I said, so. Rowan said one. She specified a okay. number. She's all right, shrewd. All right. Okay, so she doesn't have the shrewd bonus, but... <laughs> uh, but you guys get a pretty good payout from this. You guys cleared a lot of ghosts, and you get paid uh, an extra chit per ghost, so... Shit. Chit. <laughs> there it oh, is. Shit. So, at some point during that, I think that uh, Katarjun would sit next to Sirik 
and just kind of look at him. I'm really sorry. I wasn't there. We had a mission to do. No one can fault you for that. You all have stood by me time after time, and at a moment when you needed someone, I ran. It's okay. Everything... Everything ended as intended. Everything came to a sound conclusion. And from here, we move forward. Okay. Can, uh, can, can anybody else hear this conversation occurring? I only ask because if Strathmill can hear it, <laughs> she would raise her glass and say, to moving forward! <laughs> to moving forward! Zyrick smiles slightly, and as he raises his drink, a bluish light flickers in his eyes. To moving forward. Let's steam on ahead. gets the groan. 